You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here is our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Welcome to the Hope Israel Baptist broadcast, and we continue now on the message I preached some time ago about the Lord's table in light of the Passover. The Lord's Passover, which is what I'm preaching about, and the Lord's Day. That's Revelation chapter 1. Now, on the Lord's Day, what do you think John was doing? Well, he was there on the Lord's Day. Now, we call that Sunday, but that's even sacrilegious. I won't go there. But I'm just trying to tell you now. The Lord's Day. You know what that means? It means this day belongs to the Lord. It don't belong to your grandmother, in-laws, outlaws. It don't belong to your visitors. It don't belong to an NFL football game. It don't belong to anybody but God Himself. This is the Lord's Day. Amen. Everybody still love me? Woo! By the end of this, you'll either hate my guts or you'll love me more. But I'm going to tell you now, we don't take the Lord's table as serious as we ought to. Purge out that old leaven that we might become a new lump. Because I know I have to do this thing, we'll, we'll continue on. Leaven! My say, now the Bible's very clear about the Lord's table. We need to examine ourselves. Isn't that what the Bible says? 1 Corinthians 11. We need to examine ourselves. No, we don't examine one another. Now, you know, and I didn't even ask the preacher if you have open communion or closed communion. There's all kinds of different communions. But I want to tell you one thing. You can have all the closed communion you want, but it's not my job to to examine you. Amen? I can't examine you. And I'll tell you one thing, buddy. I don't want you to try to examine me. You ain't my priest. Jesus Christ is my priest. So what I'm trying to tell you is, if you're now again, I don't know. I I, I really usually ask the pastor if you have closed communion. Or closed communion is you have to be a member of this church. You have to be baptized. Yeah, because see, communion means fellowship. Baptism represents that you were saved. Not that baptism saved you, but when you got baptized, meant that you were first saved. Then you got baptized. Amen. Right. This is all symbolism here. This this is just symbolism we're talking about here. But when you got saved, you got baptized into the body of Christ. You believe that, don't you? Amen. Amen. I know I'm in the right church. But I go into some churches don't believe that way. They got some far, far far-reaching ideas about some of that stuff. So when we get baptized into water, we're symbolizing several things. But one of the things we're symbolizing is that we were baptized, was, meaning when we got born again, we was baptized into the body of Christ. So baptism symbolizes that we got saved. Communion symbolizes that we're in fellowship. So if you take the Lord's table and you have not been saved, number one, it ain't, you ain't qualified. Doesn't mean we're trying to be mean or ugly or unkind. But if you've never had a born again experience, that's a one time experience, by the way. It didn't say born again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Amen. No, it's a born again. It's a one time experience. Amen. You got born again, then you obeyed the Lord in baptism to publicly show your identification with your Savior. 
Amen. See, when we join a church, when we come become a member of a church, this too, in a way, is symbolic. So the fact of the matter is, when we take the Lord's table, we better make sure, number one, we've been born again. Number two, that we have been baptized. Because why take the Lord's table and you haven't even obeyed the Lord in baptism? Can I get an amen on that? That does make, that even makes logical sense, <laughs> but it's scriptural, <laughs> all right? So, I don't know what kind of sin you brought in here tonight, but you have until right now, until the time we take the Lord's table, to do some confessing. And we don't have any confessional boots around here. No, you don't need it. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That, that first John chapter 1, that's talking about believers there, buddy. Thank God. Jesus paid it. He paid it for all our sins. He paid it all. Amen. But we're going to have to do a little cleaning up here this afternoon here. I don't know what's on your mind. I don't want to know what's on your mind. <laughs> I don't know what you brought into here. It doesn't really matter to me. But I'll tell you one thing. You need to ask the Lord, Lord, I haven't been faithful to you. I haven't been loving you like I should. I haven't been serving you like I should. Whatever it is, you got a dirty laundry list. Now just confess it. Amen. Confess and forsake. When I got saved, I mean, when I got saved, I, I, I was repenting when I got saved. Who said we'd stop repenting after we get saved? Oh, I repent every single day of my life. Amen. All right now. Everybody on the conviction, I could just see it oozing all over the place. Oh, so much guilt is weighing me down. They would take all this leaven and this dirt, and uh, they would put it in the spoon, and then they would take the spoon, and they'd come back over here, and, uh, and they put it in a bag. They put it in a bag, a leaven bag, and they put that in a bag and get it all in there. And, and then they would take the bag outside the house. They get outside the house, and typically they would burn the leaven. Or they would put it in the garbage dump. And it's just like our Savior, isn't it? There he was, thought about as a thief and a robber, crucified between two thieves outside the camp, right? Was he not outside the camp? And you know something? If God didn't intervene, they'd have thrown his body in the, in the Gehenna garbage dump out there. That's right, outside the city. But the Lord Jesus Christ is not a thief. He's not a robber. They admitted that they had killed and crucified the innocent one. But he who knew no sin became sin for us. Can you believe that? That Jesus Christ, he died for my past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. That's why I believe in eternal security. Amen. <laughs> he died for all of my sins, even the sins I've never, I don't even know about I'm going to commit. <laughs> what a Savior. What a Savior. I was in a meeting one time, and uh, one of the preachers got up there, and I, I don't think he meant what he said, but he said, if you don't confess ever a solitary sin, you're going straight to the lake of fire. I thought to myself, man, you know what? I'm going straight to the lake of fire. <laughs> Because I know I don't have a photographic memory. There's no way I can remember all the sins I ever committed. And by the way, I don't know the sins I'm yet going to commit. But I know one thing. Jesus died for them all. Amen. He died for my known sins, my unknown sins. Amen. He died for the sins of ignorance. Amen. He was my sin offering. Praise God for that. After they, they deal with the sin. This, this whole thing is about sin. I never was never taught but that. Never taught the emphasis. The whole thing about the Passover is what are we going to do about the sin? Hmm. What are we going to do about the sin? Begin the ceremony there where we sanctify ourselves. Now, 
the Passover is best understood in the most easiest way that I've learned to do this, is it's basically four stations. And every station is represented by one of the cups. Each cup symbolizes something. Eh? And uh, the first cup here, I've already kind of talked about it. This is the cup of sanctification. Now, how does a believer get sanctified? He gets sanctified by the washing of water by the Word of God, right? That's how he gets sanctified. How many times do you come home from work and you feel dirty? Come on. You feel dirty, right? You got the world on you. You've seen things you didn't want to see. You hear things you didn't want to hear. What's the best thing to do when you get home? Amen. Wash yourself. Wash yourself with the Word of God. <laughs> that still do the job. That's right. Yeah, memorize. Oh, memorization. Can I tell you the story about Lester Olaf? Let me tell you the story of Lester Olaf, please. I got to preach there four or five times down there. I want to tell you about old Lester Olaf. Oh, I wish he was alive today, but he's happy up there. Glory to God. He said, when I get to heaven, I'll have a King James Bible right there <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> you know what? Those girls had to memorize about 100 verses when they got in. They were forced to memorize them. It produced three results. Number one, if, it wasn't on a, if they were not saved, they, they got saved in, within 30 days. That's right. Many of them were saved, but they were terribly backslidden on God. Well, within 30 days, they got right with the Lord. Fellowship was restored. Amen. They went on for God. And then the third group was the saddest of them all. They rebelled and many of them uh, ran away. That's how powerful that Bible is. One time, I think he offered $500, whoever would memorize so many verses. All the hands went up. Then he said, you mean to tell me it'll take money for you to memorize the Bible? And he said, for shame on you. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. I'm telling you, it don't matter how many years you've been in the Bible. It doesn't matter. You need to memorize this word. Get that word in you. That's right. He'll clean you up. He'll help you. This is, this is the cup of sanctification. And they call it the Kaddish. And they have many prayers about that. And the administrator will, will wash his hands in this, this basin of water right here like I'm doing. Clean that water. Clean water washing my dirty hands. And then we take uh, this and we kind of dry ourselves up like this. Now, there's many things, many, many things to say. Folks, uh, we, we have the light here. We have the seven-branch candlestick. These two candlesticks right here represent this one that was in the tabernacle. If you've seen the tabernacle, I talked a little bit about the candlestick. This candlestick right here is what gives light to the Passover table. Without it, we don't know our direction. We have no direction. But this is the light Right here, the light. When the Levitical priests went into the holy place, there were no windows. And this thing had to be lit 24-7. If it wasn't lit 24-7, they'd, they'd bunk into the wall. <laughs> Amen. This represents the Word of God. It represents a whole bunch of things. But for tonight, I want to show you, it's going to blow your mind. This thing right here, it's amazing that it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Isn't that amazing? You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. 
This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now, if you're writing to let us know you're listening, or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. This broadcast is made possible because of giving friends all around the country, and if you would like to have a part in keeping this broadcast on your local station, you can send your donation to that same address, and please include the call letters of your radio station. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. You can also give by going to the website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That is hopeofisrael.net. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Please tune in again at this same time as we stand with Israel and proclaim truth from God's precious word. Covenant and show with mercy.